everybody, it's Pine Size Diva, and welcome to season four of It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. As we always do over here, we're real, raw, to the facts, from the front to the back row. This season, we will be incorporating some video reels of podcasts and certain things that I didn't get to say in the episode. So make sure you follow me on social media on It's Hard to Be Me, that's ITS. H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. I want to apologize in advance for the season coming out so late in the game. And it's been a while since I've put out one. But you know, in order for your girl to take care of business, she had to handle season three's business. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll understand why. I'm gonna give you guys an update on that and so much more. So again, welcome to season four of It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. When two friends get together for a good, good, good old nasty kiki, you'll soon discover, I promise you, (laughs) you are going to get topics that are going to be all over the place. I'm telling you guys, this is probably to date one of the funnest podcasts I have ever done. Special guest, Chardonnay. Cassidy. She is my American National Star sister. I've known her for a very long time. Even when I stopped doing drag a couple of years ago, Charnay has continued to be in my life and be very pivotal in some of the decisions I've made when it comes to my life. I'm really excited to have her on the podcast and I'm so excited for you all to hear her voice, to introduce her and to be able to just embrace her with the love that I have given her. Now, mind you, this is going to be very raw, very open, very honest, and we ain't trying to shade nobody. We just telling our lives and laughing along the way. So when I come back, I'm going to have Miss Chardonnay Cassidine pop up on the line, give us a holler, and we're going to talk all the tea. I promise you, way beyond what I ever thought. Welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast, season four. Mental health is more important than ever before. And trust me, you guys, this product has balanced my mood, allowed me to focus and regain a sense of self. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Ashwagandha gummies from Goldie Nutrition. These are made with vitamin D, which we all love, and provide the extra relaxation after a long day. Here's what I want you all to do. If you're on my social media, click in my bio. But if you go to www.goli.com, and put in the code TKDIVA for your percentage off and you'll be glad you did. Again, the code is TKDIVA for your percentage off. Thank you so much to Golden Nutrition for sponsoring this portion and the brand collaboration for this podcast. Holla. I'm here. Oh, yes. Finally, (laughs) we're going to name this podcast Friends Uncut because y'all don't understand the scrubber. The struggle and the fun that y'all about to listen to on today, because this podcast is going to be sponsored by water, because by the time you get through laughing and just like, oh, my God, you're going to need a drink. So let me introduce you to my friend, my not only my drag sister, but a really great friend of mine. We laugh, we talk, we spill tea, we cry together, we pray together. You name it, we have done it. Give it up for Charnay. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there in the world? Oh, Lord, y'all don't understand the struggle. It has happened to get to this space, but we are here. Yeah. I said we are here. Y'all know pint size diva. Give it to y'all raw, cut from the front to the back row. But I am nothing compared to this person we got on this line. So let me go ahead and give this beautiful, beautiful disclaimer. The views expressed by, <laughs> by Chardonnay today does not reflect the views of Pie Size Davis, Hard to Be Me, sponsors, and or affiliates. Okay? All right. Very good. So for the people that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, <clears throat> I am a um, female impersonator. Or as a lot of people say now, drag queen. I have been doing, I've been in the industry for over... 16 years um, oh wow done, yes i've done pageants i have also featured in a documentary back in 2016 called a uh, gospel of eureka that was okay. a great in my career as well i've met a lot of interesting people um in this industry i you know i grew up um uh watching entertainers uh from 
Jackson, Mississippi, all the way to Memphis, Tennessee. You know, okay. the first time I, the very first time I ever saw a drag queen, I was in um, Detroit, Michigan. I was eighteen, no, nineteen, uh, at a bar called Times Square. I don't, I don't think it's no longer there. And the first time I saw a drag queen, I didn't know what it was. I ran. I was scared. Um, but then, not to think that a few years later, I'll be one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um also we're gonna also gonna put it out there that any background noise you hear in the background we is hashtag not sponsored they are not going to be uh, any shape form of fashion so we're going to get into some topics and and i'm hoping that you could just go down this petty bus for me because we're going to have a good time today okay yes okay cool so First topic I was reading on Facebook before we got on the line. Tell me why this guy killed his girlfriend, her best friend, and the kids that they did not have together. Yeah, just make sure you marinate. Go with me. The reason why he killed her is because they, she said that she used him. They said she, she used him for 10 years to... Um, for money and all that stuff. And then when they broke up, she went online and told everybody he was gay in a live post. And people were clowning him so much in the comment section. He came back and killed her, her friend, and the kids they didn't have together in front of the kids they had together. What says you? What the fuck? This is about to be a whole lot of cussing because I... What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my God. So I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody would know except for their good friends or close associates or what have you. I don't know if she just did that to to try to belittle him or make him to put she him did. out. Like she okay, did, so she did. She tried to make she tried to get him back for something. I'm not sure. I was trying to find details on the story. I just thought that was a hot ass mess. Yeah, that, yeah, you shouldn't, and, right, <laughs> see, sometimes, Liz, as long as you got to just, 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 okay, so, you can't play with people's feelings no more, period, people will kill you over their feelings, you ain't never lied, and those accusations like that uh, could actually take a toll on someone or uh, any person uh, I agree. you know especially a heterosexual male if you know mm -hmm. you're not down low or anything like that if you out of him uh you don't know what 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 the outcome could be you don't know how he was just having a, a brief moment of insanity and then there you are and now you sitting there you you open your eyes up you in heaven or hell and you're like what the hell <laughs> Or you at the night water because you don't you don't sit there and did something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Not at the heavenly gates of crossroads. Oh my yeah. god. Wherever your destination was gonna take you. You know, I listed. I don't know. So that's their business. I'm just saying. Right, but <sighs> I get what you, I give it I get what you're saying though. I do. Basically, basically, ladies, if you break up with a man, don't do no shit like this. This is mm -hmm. a high. Garbage twirl the skirt, dropping low, pick it back up. What the fuck? Oh my God, look at them mess. Don't do that. People will kill you and sit there with blood on their body waiting for the police to show up, which we don't condone. That is a hot fool. Girl, on that, we gonna move on. The next topic I want to talk about was this. So, you know, me and you, we have the juicy conversation. I mean, the Juicy <laughs> conversations when ain't nobody around. So we right. just go have a little bit of penis talk just between us girls. Okay. Ooh. How do you do you think dick size matter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is like you said, this 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 topic is gonna be uh, oh no this 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 is uncut very explicit. I will be putting the captions in this just FYI. But go ahead. Okay, uh, call listeners, y'all gonna have to need a, a morning pill or go get an STD shot after this. After this. <laughs> but listen, okay, so you do have a lot of women, you do have a lot of gay men who are size kings and queens. Mm -hmm. Some people, somebody want a 
somebody the size of an elephant trunk all up inside their inside. Oh, that's Lord. their preference. You know what I'm saying? Some people I've, I've discussed, they said they like it bigger because it's it, it's more filling and it, it's more satisfying. Some can't handle that. Some want somebody just average, you know. But I what I say is by a lot of what I this is my my assumption. These this new all this porn now, everybody's got these big elephant trunks. That's all that they're featuring. They're not featuring gentlemen with um advertised advertised penises like they did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now everybody got these elephant trunks and these third legs that everybody <laughs> wants to, to try to experience. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong, it do look good. It do look good. Mm-hmm. But by being a dominant uh entertainer, and- drag queen, what you want to call it, I don't I don't, I'm scared of penis. I've tried it twice in my life. It just ain't for me. So I can, I can say that, you know, if, if I, if, if I did, if I want somebody who's average and all that, but yeah, okay. a lot of, it's, just a, it's just a matter of preference. I'll say this. I, I've had an experience with a very well endowed individual man. Okay. <sighs> I did. I, I met I, I measured that third leg while he was sleeping. Listen, girl. No, it it was ten and a half inches. It was big. Ooh, I was like, man. this was me. Oh my god! Was your edges so big? Was your edges burning? Actually, yeah, because I I literally had to go to the hospital. I had to get seventeen shots on the inside and fourteen on the outside because of it. Because okay, I call myself, I call myself being young. I got this. I got this. I last. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Couldn't hardly walk. <laughs> I had. I felt like I needed to wear a Depends diaper. Wow. <laughs> I had to make an emergency doctor visit. I was like, you can't touch me no more. But I like it. I don't care. Where did you get Anaconda Part Three? Where did you get that from? And uh, I'm serious. It did. It did. When me and him stopped dealing with each other, I attended his his brother's wedding because he had five other brothers. All of them was that big. Uh-uh-uh. All of them. The wives was like, "Girl, are you all right?" She was like, "Girl, yeah." Well, we gonna warn you. They got big old things down in their address. She was like, "Huh?" They was having good wife talk, but you know, I was a nosy bitch at the time, so I was listening. Are they from what the guys from Mississippi? Because that's why I experienced. No. That. No. What no. part of the world probably wouldn't go there? They, 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 no, I'm not gonna say where they're from because they might listen. Hey, but, <laughs> but let, let's, let's just say that was the biggest today, and I don't want that no more. That hurt. Now, imagine if I tried to let that go in the sun in the back regions. Oh, Lord, mercy. See, listen, I ain't my trying to turn my, 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 butt, my butt wall back. Mm-hmm. As I tell people, I try. Oh. I was I tried it when I was 19 and all I was told was to relax. And by me being young, I relaxed and I thought I was no. going. And one thing I've learned as I got older that this body gotta last you to Jesus come back. So you're not gonna be just baby and you know, uh, you can't just. And I be watching. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm a human. I'm, I have. You know, I'm a sexual being. I watch porn, and I just sit there. And I don't look like porn. You don't? I don't. I don't. I don't like porn. Oh, the, ew, ew. No, I don't. I, it's so fake. But and then okay. once they they come in the room, open the door, clack up, clack up. Wait a minute, hold on. Why, if you come in the door straight on the meats, how did how long it take you to get there? Well, okay, so now that's the that's the that's the that's the, that's the, that's the old way. Now everybody doing only fans where they're doing the real stuff now, and you go in there and see how it's really done. Ain't nobody doing all that fake hollering. And mm, how do you know, allegedly? Huh? How, how 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 do you know? Well, baby, let me tell you. Um, there's two <laughs> sites that you can go on and look and view, but I don't have nothing out there like that because I'm I'm a horse. I'm a, I'm a horse. <laughs> You better not sit up here on this nice, wonderful podcast land and tell these folks you a good wholesome. Lies! Lies! You tell you lies, lies, lies! I didn't say wholesome, I said wholesome. Oh, okay, I just, to, I just want to make sure everybody put the clarification for the record. <laughs> don't, you okay, don't use, uh, look, tell people, don't use my word, I will sue you. <laughs> Tra- hashtag trademarked. Anyway. <laughs> 
God, it's going to be funny. Oh, I can't die either. So tell everybody how did, do you remember how we met? We met back in 2000. Oh, I forgot. That's the year I rang. What year did I rang? 14. 14. As always, y'all going to hurt me drink this water because um, my throat don't need to be dry. Go ahead. Right, we got to hydrate. So it was 2014. I was the reigning Miss. Um, I forgot. Miss American National Star. <laughs> um, and, we were, and we were in Memphis and we had a prelim there. And um, a lot of people, a lot of entertainers were there that I knew when I lived there. And mm-hmm. when they my name on the flyer as Charnay Cassidine, a lot of my family, they came out and they were like, okay, so this is a Cassidine. So we, there were plenty of Cassidines who were competing for the pageant. And then, mm-hmm. I, met, then I met you. And when I met you, I was like, Okay, she's really sweet. I like her. She's really bubbly. She has a lot of energy. Um, you were very positive. I didn't. I didn't notice anything negative about you, and mm-hmm. and I enjoyed being around you. And we clicked from there. Met from the minute we met. From the minute we met, and we was just we was just tied to the hip. What I what I loved about you is that. I heard all the negative stuff first. Now, mm-hmm. anybody in the real world would have been like, Mm-mm, I'm going to stay away from her because, you know, I don't want no parts. You know, this is this. No, for me, I like to see the good in people. If in the words of my Angelou, if they show you who they are, believe them. But I did not do that. I actually wanted to give you a fair shot. I said, you know what? She going to get one shot with me. If she do me wrong or she be catty and sneaking, conniving, bitchy and all that, then you're going to have to go. And it wasn't like that. We, we, we talked beyond the drag room. We talked beyond all of those things. And we talked about real life, sh- a lot of real life sh- that a lot of people don't even know about. And I never disclose, mm-hmm. but we just connected on that level. And from then we just been really close. Like out of everybody I met during my reign, uh, my state reign and my national reign, I'm only still close to maybe like six people out of all the people I met. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. That's saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just grateful for your friendship. I am because especially, you know, going through going through the, uh, <clears throat> you know, we can't mention those things because they like to, mm-hmm. yeah, do that. But mm-hmm. going through all this stuff, you find out real quick who your friends are. Right. Oh. You find out real quick who got your back, and who, mm. even if they can't be around, you find out real quick who really gonna put gonna put dirt and salt on your name, honey. Baby, listen. Mm. Hmm. So, um, you know, um, I did. You know, as you grow older, you you learn. You know, mm-hmm. I always said you're never you're never too old to learn anything from anybody. I've learned that. You know, yeah, I you know I used to, babe, I used to pop off, get ready, ready to fight, and have attitude. Oh, you but- windmill people. <laughs> No, I ain't gonna win me. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you some cookies. So, um, I just don't. Now I have to realize, you know, people. Allegedly, people like you. You know, people are gonna be people, and mm-hmm. you have to just look at people like you know what. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna let this worry me because it ain't gonna do nothing but make me upset. It's gonna stress me out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna start affecting my appearance and my 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 vanity, my looks, and I I'm not gonna do that because I will be fifty here in the next four years, and people are like, oh, I thought you were in your thirties. Okay, I've learned that you know stuff that you can't control, just just look over. Just you could talk about me because the thing I've learned when you stop talking about me, that's what I'm going to worry. That's right. So therefore, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, and what I love about you and our relationship is that you do something that I do. I could hear so much negative about a person, but until that person crossed me or showed me that side of them, then don't, I, that's just the way that is. I, and I love you for that because you actually took time to get to know who I am. And when you found out that I'm a really sweet, charismatic, funny, loving person, I, I'm here with the shoulder to cry on. We can hear, we can talk. We can cry together, be mad together. We we can agree to disagree on things. That's, Absolutely. That's what, that's what friends do. You know what I'm saying? Well, you and I might not talk every day. We might not sure. talk for like a week or two. But I know that you're always in my prayers and my thoughts that I want nothing good for you. And I know you Absolutely. want And that's the way friends should be. Um, but now everything is just so cutthroat with people. And it's just, it's bad. And um, I did lose, last year was... Um, so at the, I'm just going to say this. So at the end of 2020, um, my mother, my father, and I all three were diagnosed with COVID. Mm. Um, it hit my mother really hard, and we almost lost her. But you know what? God saw differently. Won't he uh, do it? 
And when my mother was doing, starting to come to and doing fine, um, I lost my best friend um, in January mm-hmm. and one of my best friends. And so that took a big toll on me. It took a lot, a big toll on me. And as February came around, March came around my birthday, then I lost my other best friend. So mm-hmm. it was just last year was a very eye opening wake up call look at things differently type thing. Now you like, you lost half of your friends because I only have like good three or four and then everybody else that's in my group is called associates. So <laughs> I have lost half of my my go-to, my my, my, my diehards, my, hey, I, call, I need to call you. I'm crying. I'm hurt. I've lost that, you know, and it's just, it takes a toll on you. And, you know, I, I had to sit back and I have to, you know, evaluate things and look at things and you know don't take life for granted because you never know that's right with your last breath footstep anything on this earth so now I people that I have been into it with or had beef with I have no ill will for you I can speak to you now I, I and I have made it in my made up in my mind that when I see these people this year I'm gonna go to you hey look Whatever we had going on, I do apologize. I don't care who was wrong, who was right. You don't have to fool with me. I don't have to fool with you. But I just want you to know I do apologize and I do love you and I want the best for you. But that takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of maturity and growth to be able to go to somebody, even if you were the starter of it or even if you wasn't, just for you to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to leave this here. You can do what you want with it, but I leave this here. I love you. I wish you well. I'm sorry for my portion. And I'm going to leave you to your peace. I respect that 100%. It is two individuals I would love to do that with. But I'm not sure if those two individuals are wanting to do the same with me. So mm-hmm. I try to make it a point that whenever I address issues like this, I just continue to put it on my podcast. If that person ever wants to talk, and they know who they are, and you do too, and you please don't say. But if you know, saying I, I accept full responsibility for my portion of how we fell out. I'm sorry. I love you. I wish you well. Whatever beef you say that we got, you're going to be beefing that by yourself because I'm not taking that with me. And I think that's commendable when you can stand in your you can stand 10 toes down and say something like that. Now, it's some people. Let me just go and throw it out there to be petty, petty, petty over here with this petty hat. OK, it's some mm-hmm. people that I will leave back in. In 20, late 2019, 2020, because they ain't mean me no good in the first place. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody want that. All we want to do is sit over here and chill and live. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time to be trying to deal with nobody else. Okay. So mm-hmm. whatever you, if you go to the family function, I'm not going to the family function. If you go to the family function, we are not going to be sitting here trying to talk. And if we are going to talk and you come to my face, I'm going to tell you that you tried it. just saying some people you got to you got to call them on they try shout out to take my breaks but you that child that's just real for me i want to ask you this and like i said we're gonna get into a couple of things a whole bunch of stuff this is why it's gonna be called literally friends uncut because you're gonna hear us go all over the place with topics but it's gonna all make sense in the end so my question is how did you feel when you won your first national title Keep it real. Keep it a buck. My first national title. Okay. So when I, okay. So let me start from there. Okay. So when they had Arkansas, it was Mm -hmm. the American national star. When they first had uh, the (laughs) prelim, Arkansas to compete so I can go to nationals. So I, I won my, my prelim. Um, at Mm -hmm. the time I was, I was way bigger than what I am now. Um, I went to interview, um, I was going through something. And when I sat down, my skirt ripped. And oh, wow. I heard it, no one else heard it. So I sat there and I was just like, you know what? There's nothing you can do about it. Um, sitting there, you know, going to, with the judges that had the, you know, brief bio, tell us something about yourself. One judge asked me, tell us something that is very sentimental to you or something mm. that. And I immediately cried. And it, I have <gasps> no. I have never cried in an interview. And when I tell you, it hit me so hard. And I didn't know. You know how something hits you and you, you have to go. <gasps> yes. It, yes. That's how it did me. And when I tell you all the judges just sat up in their chair and they looked at me 
And I just, I, you know, I tried to, I tried to fight through it, but it was, it was tearing me up. So I had to take a minute to get myself together, but I didn't win interview, but that moment, it, 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 it touched me. And I, and when I got done, I was mad because I didn't know that that was that serious to me at that time. Mm-hmm. Went on and did the pageant. Um, my gown didn't fit. So as professional as I am, I'm a girl always going to have a backup piece, baby. As you should. So I, I pulled out that gown and I, and I won the pageant. Um, okay. I, I do. I was determined to wear the gown that I wanted for nationals and I lost weight for that. Mm-hmm. And I lost weight for that. My mother, I'm not going to say her name, <laughs> my drag mother, um, wanted me to wear the gown that I wore for my um, prelim. I didn't want to wear that gown because I already mm-hmm. wore that. And I lost weight, so the gown was too big on me. So my gown that I wanted to wear was left on purpose because that's the gown she wanted me to wear because she's like, I'm going to pack your bag for you. I was like, no, mom, let me pack it because I know how I pack it. I know how I can find things. And right. So she packed. And when she packed, she didn't pack the way I, I packed. And it was so scary because she couldn't find half the stuff that she was looking for. And as for of the presentation, it was uh, hero, Heroes and Villains. Yes. And the Catwoman. And I was rushing to get oh, on stage. Wow. She zipped my boot up right before they called my name. So <gasps> I was about to cry because nothing was going right. Um. As we went on through the pageant, I was mad because the gown, I said, where's my gown? And and my my friend at the time was like, it's not here. I said, you know, so I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? So we had to put that gown on me that I wore for my prelim when I was bigger. The gown was so big on me. They had to they had to use um, adhesive spray on the whole top part of my body to put the gown on me. Because oh, wow. Big because I've lost, I had lost, I was determined to lose weight to wear my other gown. And I was mad, but then I, I did win the pageant. Um, but I, my promoter, I can tell you, he was good to me. Okay. Um, I had a, um, he was good to me. I, um, he was good to, uh, during my reign. Uh, we did bump heads at times, but when you have two strong individuals, you know, that tends to happen. But there was no love lost. There was no love loss. Um, as I traveled and went through um, the state I live in, um, which is Arkansas, you know, this is a um, America state. And when I say America, mm-hmm. like, I know what you're trying to say. Um, you know, they were like, I was told, you know, um, that's not a real pageant. You know, why are you doing a fake pageant? This and another. And I'm like, you know, it, it, it bothered me. But, you know, you have to let people get their shine. If that's what you feel to try to put me down or you're trying to get a reaction out of me, that's fine. But I did my job. I did I did what I said I was going to come do. Absolutely. And when I competed and when I um and my step down, I think I had like eleven or twelve contestants. Mm-hmm. So I did my job and I did my job very well. Mm-hmm. So um from that that made me feel good even though a lot of people would not want to recognize my national title. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's anything, but Hey, that that's my moment. That's my, my glory. And I'm going to cherish that to the day I die. Absolutely. As you should for me, um, coming into that system in a different division, my experience was not the same, but I don't give people like that any attention because sometimes I pay them dust. So whew, sprinkle, sprinkle. So my, <laughs> So my my question also to you is, how do you feel about 2022 and starting to do pageants? You know, not we can't even say post Rona because we're still going through it. I'll say mid season Rona. How do you feel about competing now midway through this Rona season? We still have to take precaution and you know we still have to protect ourselves and others absolutely personally um i do what i what i think we're doing in in america is we know that it's there but we try to ignore it i think that's what we do and we just don't want to say because you see people walk around still with no mask on or 
or anything like that. We just don't want to to recognize it. And then once you get it, then you're like, oh, I got the corona. Now you want to go back to doing what you're doing. And then once you get well, guess what you're going to start doing again? You're mm. not going to. And then. And, and, and now I'm going to say, say I'm going to say okay. this before you say that. In the, in the statement that she's saying about taking the precautions midway through Rona, just recognize that you are entitled to do what you want to do. But don't be upset when something happens and you want somebody to feel sorry for you. I'm not telling anybody what to do. And Chardonnay's not telling anybody what to do either. But we're just letting you know from our opinion, period. Go ahead. And I'm going to say this. I'm not perfect. I have done. I have went out and be like, oh, I forgot my mask. But, you know, we do. We have done that. Um, but, you Joe, we just have to we have to just be protective and try to protect. But, yeah, we I think we there there should be a, a better way to um, do these pageants that's more COVID safe. Mm hmm. The contestants and 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 the people watching out in the audience in the in the in the back uh, behind the scenes, we need that. Um, but I personally think it's going to force um, pageant promoters to have to get bigger venues so you can properly social distance. I also mm -hmm. think it's going to require them to spend more money. And the mm -hmm. reason why I say that is because when you have a pageant. And you know you have a lot of contestants coming in. You're going to need something that I didn't even realize. Now let me know if I'm if I'm if I'm throwing you a dime or a drip or, or you already knew this part. And let me know. Did you know that you can get certified to become a COVID nineteen compliance officer? Shut your mouth and keep on talking. I'm telling you, because <clears throat> I'm actually going to do it. I think that if you're going to have these big systems and you're going to have these pageants where you're going to have people competing and I don't care if it's a gay pageant, a straight pageant, bearded pageant, ultimate queen, I don't care what it is. When you have these pageants, you need to have somebody who is licensed and certain credited in that area of a COVID compliant officer to make sure that everybody that comes to the pageant is, and this is your business again. This is just your business, either vaccinated or you've been tested. You need to have a 24 hour quarantine time. So just in case you start to develop symptoms, you're already quarantined. I just feel like that it's going to cost it's going to cost pageant directors more money to make mm -hmm. sure more things are safe. And but a lot of people are not going to want to do that. And that is where the problem is going to come in. And I know for a fact there's about five pageants that's going on between now and March. I have yet to hear anybody say that hey they're requiring us to have this or this or this or this and according to what state you go in the rules are so relaxed they just say go for it we got all day so for me i have a i have a vendetta with pageants because i want to do one more one because i want to go against the best of the best if i win i win if i lose i lose but i can't say that i did not try I want to do it one more time before I give it all the way up because I'll be 42 this year. And these knees, this, I ain't got no Megan Thee Stallion knees. And I ain't got no Megan Thee Stallion bike. Not back. Bike. Shout out to Funky Donnie. So I want to do one more pageant just to shake it out of my system, say I got it done, and be through. But I am not doing a pageant that is not going to be safe. I don't care who it is. If it's not safe, I'm not going. I have two jobs. I have a podcast. I have potential sponsors. If you want to do that, come holler at me. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm not talk. I'm not walking like I talk. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Either you're either I'm going to be safe or I'm not. So for me, 2022, I've already looked at some pageant systems that I've already known they're not going to do right. So I'm not going to touch them. Okay. And that's okay. just me because I don't want to put myself in a situation where they know who I am and be like, okay, well, I know if she come to the past, she's going to talk about it, da, da, da. No, no, no. I need you to be safe. I need you. And then now, more than ever, paperwork need to be on deck. Everything right. need to be detailed. Right. Everything. I mean, down to the time you quarantine, the time you come in because now flights are being canceled all over the place. Mm-hmm. At one time, you was able to hop on the flight that, that morning and get to the hotel in time for registration. Now, it feel like you need to put a 48 hour before to, you know, what I'm saying to get there and you need to put 48 hours after just in case something happened. And you can't get home. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's just it's just going to be a lot of readjusting 
just to make sure that everything is safe. They're going to have to quit being so cheap and go ahead and fork out this money and make sure that everything is done decent and in order and make sure that these bid that these hotels or these venues are not messing people over and giving you just a little bit to retain their money. Mm-hmm. That's going to play a tremendous part as well. Another thing I want to ask you is if you had two tips for a new pageant girl, no matter mm-hmm. what across the board, just pageants in general. Mm-hmm. What will be the good will be good two tips that you can give that individual starting out? The first thing I would give them is to listen. That's mm-hmm. the first thing to do is listen. Also, don't just jump into a pageant just because someone asks you to or or because there's no one competing because you're scared of competition. Mm. Study that system. Make sure that's the system that's right for you. I'm not going to. Well, I'm guilty of that because I've done that before as well. But as you get older, you you, you know, you're more seasoned. You, you know, you realize things. OK, do I really want to run for this system? Do I want to be a representative to this system? Do I want to affiliate with this system? You sit back and you study that system so that when you compete and when you go in, you'll be one of the front runners. Yeah. My two pieces of uh, pearls of wisdom will be be realistic about your finances. Okay. Okay. Be realistic about your finances because at the end of the day, pageants cost. And Mm -hmm. if you know for a fact that your your account every other month is negative $5.45, $545, or is it $2,000 negative, then pageants ain't for you. I hate to see people taking out PPP loans. Please don't do that. Taking out loans, getting payday advances, taking out second mortgages on their houses, selling little body parts on the side. And you know what I'm talking about, allegedly. But don't don't do something that you would not do to make sure that you stay safe. That that's just that's just me. If you don't have the money. Or if you have more means than you have money, then you don't need to do it. You need to wait until you're ha- you have the money, you have the resources, and you have the stability at home. Mm-hmm. Because you can't go do a pageant and then you go home and you ain't got no home to go to. Okay. You got a crown, but you're living at your car. Right. You got a, you got a sash, but you're sleeping on people's couches. Right. So that will be me. Look at your finances in deep detail to make sure that you can afford it. My second pearl of wisdom would be don't look at the pageant videos talk to the formers because the formers will tell you everything you need to know because they're no longer required to be quiet because if good bad happy or sad that former gonna tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not if you still do it after the end that's your business and you just just throwing the jack cracker jack box out there and see what happens (laughs) I'm, i'm just saying I'm just saying, and for my girls that are fuller um, and you're and you're a plus size queen and you want to do pageants, I'm going to put this third one out there. Foundations, body foundations. Don't let these folks tell you, oh, well, you can you can just come do the pageant and don't worry about it. Everybody going to be thick just because everybody thick don't mean they want to see you shaking your stuff because that's it. No, they're going to get on their score sheet. And if they don't say it in the score sheet, this is how they're gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, um, hi, ladies. Um, mm-hmm. ha, ha, yes, yes, ladies. Hi, how are you? You know, we're we're fuller, we're fuller, ladies. And you know, it's a responsibility for us to be able to have a proper representation of how we look. So that's why it's really essential to have stockings and body foundations. That's the way of telling you they don't want to see your cellulite and your stomach jiggling all over the stage. <laughs> What a lie. <laughs> what, what a lie. You see, I got quiet. Exactly. So my thing is this. Make sure, make sure that you look at your money. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you wear your body foundations and you talk to the formers. Right. Those, those, are my, those are my three pearls of wisdom. And no, oh, see, that's another one. Sorry, y'all. Know how to talk. If every other word that come out your mouth is an MF. <laughs> Don't don't do that no more. Don't don't shh. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what's funny to me? Oh and yes. I'm, uh, <laughs> where I'm from, um, a lot of 
individuals individuals feel that you know what I'm gonna say it I feel that they feel that um a lot of that allegedly okay so you you know me because I wouldn't I don't I don't have allegedly so allegedly feel that a lot of us black entertainers are uneducated Mm. and and that and that's not good because in interview you know that's that's a category that no one really sees you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. and then they'll say oh you didn't this you didn't that you didn't do this you didn't do that so I you know I have been um, a part you know I was right I, yeah they, they did that to me but when you, when I sat down and I actually started listening and I looked I was like okay so this is what this is. Okay. So when you, then when I come back, I was like, okay, so I started speaking this game to you. And then you look at me. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, then they look at things differently, but Absolutely. I'm going to get off that. And I want to go back to piggyback and back what you're saying about. Okay, go ahead. Way. So I'm going to say this to you. I am so proud of you and your, your weight loss. You have, you have worked so hard and I've sat back and I've watched you. I've watched you on live doing workouts in the gym and it inspired me because back last year around this time when I lost my friends, I was almost 300 pounds and I really, yes, I, um, when I went to, um, both of my friends, uh, homegoing service, it was so hard for me to go in my closet to find something because I had gained so much weight and I couldn't wear, I couldn't wear the clothes that I have. And that was so uncomfortable. So Mm. I talked to my doctor and now I'm 50 pounds lighter. (laughs) Oh, yay. And I'm, I'm not done. And I still, I have some other stuff that I'm working on that, you know, that you know about. Mm-hmm. My journey is 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 about to begin. I'm nervous, but I know that I have I have God by my side, and I have good I have a good support team. You know that's behind. Absolutely, me. absolutely. So absolutely, um, I want to dive into some other things as well. Okay. So what? Okay. I know that we talk a lot of things about life. So now Mm -hmm. that you're about to go down this journey, which we're not going to disclose. So my question is, what is everybody has like that one phrase or that one thing that they put as their goal for the new year? Mine is being mine is becoming selfish to be selfless. And the reason why I say that is because I put everybody before myself. So I'm okay. learning how to put myself first. What is your mantra for this year? Mine <laughs> is finally loving what I see in the mirror. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Because it's it's just like you, I kind of, me, knowing, you knowing my past, mm-hmm. I would break, and the people that know me, I would break my neck to do anything for someone I love. Mm-hmm. Anything. And what had re- reality hit me so hard where it was like, okay, so you don't want to see the signals that I'm giving you. Okay, so let me go ahead and do this to you. This is bam, here. Now you have no other choice. So right. now that I'm sitting here and I and when you know when the smoke clears and when you finally can sit there and focus and realize seriously, hey, look. This is this. You need to do this. So now that I'm there, I've noticed that I go to work and I'm just so lucky and blessed to have a job while I work from home. As I say, I have a white woman job and I don't work on weekends. <laughs> uh, and I and when I when I, I when I wake up, I thank the Lord for waking me up in my right mind to get to my computer. Uh, I keep my little bonnet on, you know, because you know I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and baby, I, I knew you were gonna say that. I do my job, and I'm done. I go to the as the as the as the as the rich white woman. I go to the market, and I'll come home. You know what? Shout out to my Caucasian followers, y'all. Are- 
Anyone that knows I'm not racist by far, but if you know me, I'm a, I'm a <sighs> big one. And I've always said I'm a white woman. Even if you look at it, when you go look I'm at the you're here, I'm a white woman. I've always said that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm done. We're going to play a quick game of rapid fire before we change it to the next topic. So let's get ready, okay? Tennis shoes or heels? Depends on the the weather. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Front or back? You got to be more specific. Mm-mm. Front or back? Back. Okay. Thick or skinny? <laughs> My mind is going to hell for some reason because I don't know why. <laughs> Date night, date night in or party all night? Date night in. Really? Mm, I'm talking about part, party all night. Turn up to the max. Then get up and do it again. Turn Baby, up. You got a kid. You, that, you asked me that 20 years ago. That would have been that answer. But see, I'm the opposite from you. I didn't have that turn up to the max moment. As, you know, as I've told you all the time, I didn't have a good time to be. I didn't have a time to be a hoe. I didn't. I didn't go through Hoisha, <laughs> so I'm not trying to go through Hoisha. But yeah, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a want every once in a while. I want to get turned up to the max. Yeah. Okay. Now, 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 listen to this. A lot of people ain't never. Now, you know, by, a lot of people don't don't listen to this. But when you can't be a hoe if you're single, I'm not saying that you are, but I'm just saying in general, if you're single, you can't be no hoe if you're single. How you a hoe? You just like it's, diff- it's there. It's different levels of Hoisha. <laughs> no, there is. Like, okay, if y'all go on my follow me on my Instagram, it's hard to be me. I T S H A R D, the number two B E M E. If you follow me, then you'll know that there's levels to Hoisha. Hoisha level number one is that you just want to go out every once in a while, have some fun. I just want to dance on my friend. Like you want to have that kind of fun and have some drinks. Okay, that is level one. Hoisha, you you mentally you think you're a hoe, but you're really not. That's level one. Hoisha, okay. Level two, Hoisha, is you a savage. And like you going out, you having a good time. If you decide to hook up with somebody, pretty much by the time he go to the bathroom, clean up, you gone. That's Hoisha level two, where you are, you're you're becoming the female version of what a man is. Okay. So that's Hoisha level two. Level level three, Hoisha is just a hoe. Anybody, everything, all the time, black, white, Puerto Rican, yah, yah, yah. If you like freaking and fucking, so do she. Oh, God. That's level three, Hoisha. You've never been a level three. And then level level four, Hoisha is going to get you caught up in at the clinic. You can't be level four, Hoisha. Okay. Because mm-hmm. level one and two got respect. Level three be, be try, trying it. And level four just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I wish we this was a rotary phone or old school house phone. I could push the button in your ear and it go. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, there's there's people out there. There's nothing wrong with you having a Mister or Miss Yeah, like somebody you could go to, like that old Slack of Valley. Everybody know about the Stuck Feather song if you wait, 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 40 wait, wait. and under. Now anybody from the '90s on up know about that. that no, no, I yeah '90s on up. You right, you right. Touche, touche. The clean up woman. How about that? Yeah, that so goes back. Funny. That's my, that's my mama damn stuff. <laughs> and when I found out what she was, I was like, oh, that, oh, that's what she mm-hmm. was. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I just recently <laughs> I just, I, no, I'm not going to say I know. What is a throat goat? <laughs> we can talk about this the next topic. They mm-hmm. coined, Na- was it Nancy Reagan? It's called who Nancy, Nancy Reagan. No, they said that it was some president's wife that was the throat goat because she was swallowing thank the thank the thank thank things and and sucking it down and bending it wide. I don't know allegedly, but I heard that. I don't know what the throat goat is. I don't do head. I don't. I don't do that. I'm gonna call somebody who I think is one. I'm gonna ask. Them. <laughs> 
Do not what? call them on this show. Do no, 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 I'm gonna call them. <laughs> ben, do you understand how many NDAs and, and, and non non disclosures? <laughs> don't be don't be calling nobody out on their throat. <laughs> you know what? I can't with you. I'm just gonna throw you away. Ooh, uh-uh. See, y'all, y'all see how she do me. Y'all yeah. see how she do me. She come out the air, man. I, I told y'all on this podcast before, especially the one I just did. I dropped in the end of season three. I was like, okay, I'm gonna ask you this then, since we're still talking about some all over the place uncut. If you would have known then what Mm -hmm. you know now, what would you have told yourself? Because mine is hilarious, but go ahead. About the things that about just in general, just in general. If you know then what you know now, if you don't get your ass out of my face, (laughs) that's all I can tell you. (laughs) Okay, I got one for you. I got two actually. One is sentimental and one is funny. My first one is why didn't nobody tell me how good Dick was? Oh, because I was abstinent for damn near seven years. After I had I had sex one time, then I was abstinent. Why didn't nobody tell me in that seven years I could have really had a good time and learned all about sex? I didn't realize how good Dick was. Dick is good. I mean, especially especially when he. Oh, father name. Sorry to catch myself. I, especially when the stroke game right. It didn't the tongue, it didn't the kissing right. It didn't got that level of aggression. It didn't want to pull your hurt. Bitch! Bitch! What? I have never experienced any of that. I have never you got me fucked up. I know damn well. <laughs> I, have never my, seen a man, I have never seen a man's tenders. Um, if y'all believe the views are expressed by Chardonnay with that one statement, just do me a favor. Just put the hell no emoji flame in the comment section. But <laughs> And my second thing is, if I would have known then what I would have known now, I wish I would have known that it was okay to want to explore your sexuality as far as like exploring sexually what you liked. Okay. I wish I would have not been so jaded. Okay. Because the way I view sex now and the way that I view sex then is a completely 390 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Because all the way up until maybe five years ago, I hated sex, despised mm-hmm. it. If I never had sex again, it did not bother me. About mm-hmm. five years ago, everything changed. And I went from not wanting sex at all to now I wanted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon, on the wall, on the floor, in the jacuzzi, outside, in a car, behind a tree, you name it. Really? Yes. I don't know. I've been trying to shake it off. I don't. I don't exercise. I'm about to start going to uh, going to chiropractor. I'm, I'm trying to go to therapy. I don't know what it is. I just want to bust it down and. <laughs> so you trying to be like Mariah Carey and shake it off? Huh? It ain't gonna happen, baby. I'm noticing that. I, that's why. That's why I said if I would have known then what I know now, if I would have had the time in my younger years to be able to just explore. Just not only sex, but just me as a woman and come into that. I think I wouldn't be as ready to be free as I am now sexually. You see what I'm saying? I wish I would have had that opportunity because I took my time to do, to be a mother and to be that mm-hmm. cookie cutter girl that everybody wanted. So that's why I say mine is one and the same, but it's two, two different things. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. The thing is, it I suppress I suppress that inner that inner. I want to be free, real good. <laughs> but if I ever let her out, it's a wrap. If I ever, I just wish parents please stop teaching your kids that sex is bad when you can teach them the correct way and that it's a beautiful thing when it's safe. Mm-hmm. It's monogamous. Yes. And also to be aware. Mm-hmm. And, and just because and just because you're not penetrated don't mean you ain't having sex. That's right. another thing that you educate your kids about. Period. And, and teach your children to take baths because people, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. This new age, I'm, I'm not going to say all, but the young, this younger generation. Some young generational people. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay. Some of them don't, I don't know if they don't know or they they just don't care or because you get up in the morning take a shower and then you 
trying to hook up or do something later on. Well, I took a shower this morning. Baby, listen, let me tell you something. You don't sit on that box. You don't sit, <laughs> you don't sit on that, 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 that cookie bowl of yours. And listen, as a more mature sexual being, I don't care. I work from home. If I decide to have me a little late night snack, go have on some nice lotions and potions and perfume, not perfume, you know, whatever fragrance I choose to wear for that evening. And it, it smells good. I don't mean no harm, but I'm with you on that, but 100%. Don't 100%. Weed and cigarettes and all that. One, you can't smoke in my house, and you come, don't do that. That's just uh, ew. Please, please put a rag to that ass. That's basically what we say. Soap and water is your friend. And then, no, no, hold on, no, now, mind you, some people would consider a bath ranching off, ranching off with just the water won't do. But you can't you can't put cologne on top of fucking no. expect for it to work. It's going to intensify, and you're not doing nothing. But when people do that, they do a whole. Bit. You're not doing nothing but rolling the same dirt around in your body. That's Ugh. all you do. If you're thinking about it, you just rolling dirt around in your body. You just moving from one location to the next. Oh, oh Jesus! Let me just fall. <laughs> I told y'all y'all was gonna laugh. Okay, we go. In the words of my of somebody. I'm telling you, tell you, so show you who they are. Believe them. I'm telling you facts. facts. I can look at some pills. I, mm, the back of your neck, there it is. Something ain't right. Mm -mm. You can look at somebody's ear and tell if they clean. Because you got when you're in the water, you you have to clean every part of your body. Clean it all. Oh my god! I'm like, your ear look like it's just. You can see the glossy inside of your ear. That's now. That means now, baby. Hold on, click. I'm over here crying, laughing. Oh, oh my God, I can't. <sighs> I call everybody cookie. Y'all understand? I'm over here about to pass out laughing. This fool said, I can tell by your girl that you mm -hmm. ain't clean. Oh, we okay. So, when it comes to dating, what mm -hmm. is your pet peeve outside of not being clean? Because we already know you mean business when it comes to that, but go ahead. My pet peeve okay, this is a deal breaker for me. And a okay. lot of people, if a man has jacked up feet, and I'm saying the really, fact that, yes, because the thing is. I like, if I'm with you, I want to enjoy every part of you. I like, I'm old school. I would give you a foot rub. I give massages. I do that because if I'm into you or if I love you, I want you to feel like the man that you, you that you're, that you love. Mm -hmm. And I can sit there and be rubbing on those feet and looking like you've been kicking uh, uh, rails and concrete uh, buildings <laughs> because somebody made you mad. Now, I can understand. Okay, okay now wait. Now, wait, listen to me now. I can understand if you're a construction worker and you have to wear steel toe boots or something like that and you try. But just to look at your feet or if I could look down at your ankles and tell it's ashy because you don't believe in lotion, nope, that ain't it. We ain't. Because I would, if any guy that I've dated, I say, your feet ugly. What you mean, baby? I just, what if they diabetic though? You can't that, be hating on, you can't be hating I, on the crust of the crust because diabetic I, people have to take care of their feet in a different way. I totally understand that. You asked me what's a deal breaker. <laughs> I, okay, I never knew your deal breaker was feet. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I got two deal breakers. Mm -hmm. One, if you are not transparent, if you got kids, I'm sorry. You can't say you got one child and then you find out you got five more and all them heifers looking at the girl upside her head because they think you finna become the baby mama number six. Don't nobody want to be passed around like community pain. I'm just saying, don't lie about your kids. Mm -hmm. Make sure you take care of your kids. How about that? Take okay. care of your church. And I don't mean buying them something when it's close to tax season or effing with their mama when you want some money. I mean, like, get your kids, go to the school events, go to go down to the cheerleader competition, go to the basketball tournament, go on there and play some tennis, go take the kids to the pool, make sure they got basic necessities, buying candy and sugar, ain't child support. I'm just saying. 
actually be an active father in the child's life. That's mm -hmm. a that's that's a deal breaker for me. I can't mm -hmm. stand no sorry bleeping man when it comes to their kids. First of all, the second thing I don't like is a man who don't have no go get about himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my tubes tied, so I can't handle. I can't stand you. Oh my god, I can't. If that's the case, mine is tied, burnt, trolling, running, and through. Okay, mm -hmm. them just sitting over there going. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I can't fool with you. We're gonna have to end our friendship because you're terrible. You're not a good person. <laughs> I mean, my my <laughs> tubes is. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we gonna ask, I'm gonna ask a couple more questions. If you don't laugh, we gonna go and log this off. Okay, so mm -hmm. my other question is: What is your dream vacation destination, and why? <sighs> You know what? I have never really thought about like going overseas or anything like that. I just never had the the interest to actually want to go like go see any other part of the country. And I thought a lot of people think of this crazy. But if I did, no, you just asked my dream. Mm -hmm. My dream location is to go to Hawaii. Oh, I heard well, Hawaii is so beautiful. I want to go so bad. I want to go to Hawaii. Okay. Mine, I, if my dream one, I would want to go to London. Really? I want to go to I want to go to London because there's so much richness in history there. Um, the people are really respectful. Um, you can also learn a lot from seeing how people live their lives on a daily basis. I want to go to London, not so I could be a tourist. It's so I can just observe. I want to see how their world works. I want to see how the economy runs as far as currency. I want to learn about their art. I want to learn how people live over there. Like, how do they survive? How do their money transfer over? Do they get paid enough? It is universal health care. I, because I'm in the 40s club like you, I look at places where I could probably potentially live out the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And with everything that has happened, Rona, um, it has taught me that to not have such a closed mind when it comes to moving overseas. It's mm -hmm. been a desire of mine for a long time. And if I ever moved overseas on a permanent basis, it probably would be London. Okay. Because I can still speak English. Um, I'm fluent in French. And I'm in between in Mandarin. And I know that I can do really well. So for me, I would want to go to London for two weeks just to be immersed in the culture. Or if I had it and it was God's way, I would want to spend a summer in London and just work remote. Okay. So I, so I can just be able to just immerse myself in the culture. For me, it used to be about um, just sitting and chilling and just going to all the different places. It's not like that for me anymore. I want to I want to do something different. And I think it is. An, I think it's an amazing thing when you're able to get those things done. I I want to do that. And so that will be a good one for me. But I'm going I'm going to say this because we did hit our hour. And I did tell you it was going to hit an hour. You guys, if you want us to come back and do a friend uncut, let me know in the comment section that this comes out. But Charnay, I want to give you your flowers. And I know you wouldn't expect me to say anything like this, but I'm going to say it. I want to give you your flowers because a lot of people misconceive who you are as an individual. And for you to be able to continue to stand 10 toes down with everything that you've been through, all the adversity, everything, and still be able to have a smile on your face and have care in your heart is commendable. The way that you love your family despite everything you've been through, it, it's just it's just commendable. I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for being the person that I could talk to. This has been so much fun. Like you have no idea I've been wanting to do this for so long. And this has been absolutely so much fun. We have to do it again. And mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for being real. Because yes, that indeed. comes few far in between these days. Ooh, hallelujah, won't he do it? Oh. It's, it it comes few far in between. So thank you. Oh, thank you, baby. And I love you too, baby. And I'm and I want you to I want to give you your flowers too, baby. You are a what you don't realize is you're a positive role model. And you have taught me so much. 
not even knowing. A lot of people don't know. I like on Facebook. I'm a Facebook stalker. I, I, I stalk people. I look at people. <laughs> and I don't Allegedly. Allegedly. No, okay. Well, when I say that, I meaning I look at your page and I look at your posts and see what you say. Like all of my gay kids, they don't know. I follow all of them every day. Mm. <laughs> and then when I come back and say this, that, and other, really? Yeah, I watch because I love my kids. And you know, I love my gay kids. Like if I've had my own child. Right. And I do have a son uh, that's four years old and he wears me out. Love him dearly. Oh, Lord. He gonna look the little five strands of hair I got left. He gonna just wear them out. <laughs> you know what? I can't. But yes, I love wholeheartedly. And if I'm in your corner and I love you, I'm gonna ride with you to the end. Absolutely, absolutely. This is just so much fun, guys. Please comment when you see this video. I'm gonna put a poll up if you want us to do this again next time. We'll just get into some really detailed things. Thank you so much, Charnay, for doing my podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, season four is coming, you guys. I know you're really excited, so we're gonna hold on to that, and then we're gonna log off here. But you guys have an amazing day, Charnay. We will talk later, and you guys, until next time, stay safe, wash your hands, and everything else in between. Okay, okay. and make sure that you are are truly, truly protecting yourself, mind, body, and spirit. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Mental health is more important than ever before. And trust me, you guys, this product has balanced my mood, allowed me to focus and regain a sense of self. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Ashwagandha gummies from Goldie Nutrition. These are made with vitamin D, which we all love, and provide the extra relaxation after a long day. Here's what I want you all to do. If you're on my social media, click in my bio. But if you go to www.goli.com and put in the code TKDIVA for your percentage off and you'll be glad you did. Again, the code is TKDIVA for your percentage off. Thank you so much to Golden Nutrition for sponsoring this portion and the brand collaboration for this podcast. Holla.